Hey Peaches, welcome back to another episode of Two Peach and Doe Podcast with your host, Stephen Mel. This is episode 42. We hope you guys have had a wonderful week. Tiff, how was your week? My week was pretty good. Um, Again, it was another fast week. I feel like no matter what, the weeks have been going by faster and faster. The days sometimes might seem long, but the week essentially they go by fast um, you know you're not the only one that feel like that um another account I followed this week um I was looking at their Twitter and they were saying something like I don't know I don't care what anybody says about perception of time like but time is definitely moving by really fast and another person who feels like that was Michiko this week I think it was Thursday and I was telling her, I was like, you you have to pack up your stuff for tomorrow. You're going to go see your daddy tomorrow's Friday. She was like, oh, my gosh, tomorrow's Friday already. I was like, yeah. She's like, oh, my gosh. I feel like I, we just came back from the beach for spring break like two days ago. And I just started school like yesterday. And it's almost Friday already. Right. Oh I know, right? <laughs> it, it has been speeding up hella fast I do feel like we're in a fucking funnel of whatever's going on and you know like the circular like the motions bottom. yeah the circular <laughs> motions when you're when like a tornado li- when the liquid is at the end of that funnel right when before it goes down that tunnel you know I feel like it goes faster and faster same thing when you with your oil or your gas like when it's at the end it goes faster than if it was full you know mm-hmm. yeah I guess it's physics too um so you think time is about to come to an end or what <laughs> I feel like I do feel like we're at the end of one era and beginning of another kind of like that whole concept of hourglass mm. you know like mm. when you're it's at the end of that last little bit of specks of sand and it's mm-hmm. going by fast. And then mm-hmm. after everything goes to the bottom, you have to flip, flip over. It over yes. yeah. So I do feel like it's at the end of one era and it's about of the beginning of another era, which kind of makes sense. The whole world fucking shut down, you know, in Indonesia and like the end of the world is called Akhir uh, Yaman, which mm-hmm in the literal sense of um, the translation, it means the end of an era. Right. Literally, it means that. And so I do believe that we are at the end of one era and beginning of another. I mean, you can see it in technology. You can see in fashion. You can see it in makeup. Yeah. You can see in games. (laughs) More than anything in games, for sure. Like we waited so long for us to get out of the pixelated looking games. And now the games that the little kids are playing are going back to that, like Minecraft or Roblox. It's actually like pixel by pixel by pixel. And, you know, we've been waiting a a whole lot of time since Atari, since, uh, 
Sega even, you know, we've been waiting for a long time for a good ass graphic, good ass pixels. And now the kids are going back to pixel by pixel. So that was insightful. (laughs) 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 Um, But I did get a race this week. I got a race and I got a position change. Yeah. I'm now like a senior in my team. That's exciting. Okay, B, moving on up to the you east know? side. I see you. <laughs> I just congratulations. Thank you. I appreciate it. Is it a lot oh. more money, or is it is it um, okay? Let's just say, like, is it what you expected, or is it more? Is it less? You know, I I, I can't I can't I can't disclose that. Let's just say, <laughs> let's just say that it was something that I you know kind of expected. Either way, it's more money. Like, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to accept it. Right, 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 right. I think also on Monday, I had went on a walk with one of my coworkers and I discovered a new park around the area that I live in now. Because when I was living in Alpharetta, you know, I used to always go to the Greenway all the time. And when I moved to Woodstock, I like kept telling myself, like, okay, there's, definitely going to be some trails out here that you know will will have to replace the greenway um so my my friend maggie thankfully like she knew a, like a, a trail around there and it's like so close to her house so um i was excited for that i don't i mean i know that was like probably you know people are like what the fuck you're happy because you found a trail but honestly every time I step foot on a trail like my heart feels so like happy it just like opens up because you're an earth sign yeah I guess I guess that's what it is but I just like love nature so much I just think it's so so beautiful and like so peaceful you don't have to like stress about anything like it just I feel like me being in nature like relaxes me for sure kind of like me in water yeah how was your week how how was my week it was yeah it was pretty quick I love that we finally had the chance to go get birria tacos last Mm. night Mm. yeah Mm. always have time for some birria tacos I look you want that tonight too, not gonna lie. It would be fatty of me, but yeah, like, no, 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 no. We can't, we can't, we can't, we can't. <laughs> what if I just like fast the whole the whole week? Oh, well, I guess it's Ramadan for our Muslim friends now, you know, this month for the next yeah. 30, for the next four weeks. Um yeah. I wasn't planning on doing it. Monday through Thursday for sure I was fasting uh for like 12 hours you know mm. throughout the day I guess kind of like in alignment with the with the Muslim calendar <laughs> yeah with their schedule you know it's like uh dusk to evening you know right mm-hmm. it's like from from six to six so that's what I did I from night before last time I would eat like around 11 o'clock and then I wouldn't eat again until six o'clock the next day Mm. interesting 
Yeah. Oh, you know what? I took a um a new moon in Aries ceremony class and mm-hmm. we were taught like what the planetary alignments did to all the signs around this time, like the energetic, energetically what the planetary alignments did to those signs. Mm-hmm. And then we learned about what herbs to use with this energy because the new moon was in Aries. So we learned about like some masculine herbs. I didn't even know herbs had masculine and feminine traits. I guess that kind of makes sense just with everything else, you know, mm. Any anything that's living at least, you know, mm-hmm. I love that both of the teachers were so passionate about what they did. Like we had Ashramaji, which she was an astrologer. And then we had Mia Fortuna and she's an herbalist and like both of them combined. And they were, they had like a common knowledge about this energy, this Aries energy. And they both kind of like put that in one class together. I thought that was so clutch. I, I love that. I signed up, I signed up for that class. Well, I'm really excited about our guest this week. Um, kind of a little intimidated low-key because of what they uphold in the society. <laughs> Can we say in the that? Indonesian society or just in the, in the society? Um, I do feel like they do have uh, carry a big impact for the Indonesian society, but I feel like the outcome of what they're actually doing is more impactful to other communities other than not not just Indonesian communities if that makes sense like I they feel kinda, that they kind of like hug more yeah yeah, yeah. communities with um, you know with their right. reach I'm just I've I admire them you know both of them um they both work so hard and I don't know I just love how they they want to like change the world you know I'm glad that they both have philanthropistic hearts. Yes, for sure. And I just love that it's like two Indonesians, you know? And like yeah. some like two more people that we know who are doing just amazing things. Yes. We love to see it. We grew up with pretty much both of them kind of like one was more in within the events that we we were doing and the other one was more like in the background because she was much older but I'm glad that what time somehow they both like found their way around to each other yeah but one is pretty much like a big sister to all of us yeah you know for sure I admire her very much well guys without further ado let's welcome yenny and sarah from read for unity there are ways to get there if you care enough for the living to make a little space to make a better place yenny and sarah welcome to our podcast 
Thank you so much. We're so being a dance right now. I know. Thank you for agreeing. Thanks for having us. us. Yeah, we're so honored. Like we're like, oh, that's just like um a list people today. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) More like B list. Okay. (laughs) That's what we feel about y'all. We were like, ooh, we're gonna come on (laughs) to their Uh, show. What are we gonna do? (laughs) I was like, Chiani. I mean, is this live? What are we gonna do? I know. <laughs> well, before we start, can you guys introduce your names? Where are you from in Indo? And how long have you been here in the US or ATL? Cool. Okay, uh, so I'm Yeni. Um, so originally in Indo, I come from Bandung. What? Whoop, whoop. Um, and, <laughs> right. And um, I've been in the US, uh, I think, total, and I'm going to totally age myself, probably like uh, 20 five years and uh, since college and um in the atl off and on i think uh probably 18 uh, 17 18 years off and on we moved away sometimes uh, a couple of times but you know atl is home yeah yeah how about you sarah yes um um same here like i think i've been here never really thought like think it through like too much but I've been here for 23 years so it's been a long time coming um I was born in Jakarta um city girl and then came to Atlanta stayed here for it's been 20 years I mean 23 years and it's still in Atlanta so yeah very strong you know (laughs) I mean I took this like fun like you know those um, personality testing and Facebook whatever but they asked like where do you belong in the state mm-hmm. right and they say I'm in Georgia like I belong in Georgia <laughs> oh my so god here I am <laughs> you know so <laughs> that's where I've been Georgia. that's so awesome um I want to mention too Yeni is um one of our past guest sister older sister Hi. Avina yeah. Yeah. some talented yeah. awesome people in that family for real thank you yeah they um, were they were so thrilled to be there uh to, to you know to be on your show it was amazing. So amazing yeah we had so much fun yeah we grew from talking that. to them we grew from that interview too because we we had some technical difficulties and we kind of like yes. cleaned up a little <laughs> bit after that you know like um that was kind of <laughs> embarrassing good thing it was like nana and edwin like you know like People we've known for a long time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Well, can you guys please let us know what is Read for Unity and who was the mastermind behind the project? (laughs) So Read for (laughs) Unity is basically um, a nonprofit and we are a micro nonprofit, what we call grassroots movement. Um, Sarah and I are both the masterminds. We've been, believe it or not, we've been talking about uh, I think uh, not specifically this initiative, but for the past, I don't know, Sarah, like a couple of years prior, we've been yeah. kind of constantly talking about how we both can um, insert ourselves in some kind of space that is meaningful, not just to us, but to the community, but while being authentic to ourselves, you know, because sometimes we don't want to just create something or be a part of something if it's not authentic to us. And we mm. both are very passionate about equity uh, you know and inequality and then we wanted to play our very 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 small part in it uh, we don't claim to solve anyone's problem but uh, that being said long story short uh, Read for Unity was born last summer um, you know in July 2020 just out of um, you know 
our commitment to be the bridge of unity um, with one diverse books at a time. And the reason why we chose literacy is because we believe that books can really be the windows and mirrors, you know, um, for folks to want representation of their stories in the books and for folks who want to learn about other people through children's books. I think it's the best way to learn it. It's less political. It's, you know, it's um, uh, the best way to kind of like um, let the story be alive and um, kind of say the message, uh, the real yeah. message without uh, being extremely heavy, you know, um, in, in the delivery. So we, we chose this. And the second uh, reason we chose it is because we can start it just as easily through our family and friends. So we rally our family mm -hmm. and friends, you know, hey guys, we wanted to just collect some diverse books um, and they donate through our little Amazon wish list that we built and we just distribute them in those little, little library box. I don't know if you guys have seen it around town, yeah. but just kind of drove around and just kind of drop them off. And we've seen communities transform just from that. Mm -hmm. um, and the response oh, so well, right? Yeah. The response was amazing. Uh, for the most part, uh, you know, whenever we drop it, drop uh, the moth in my neighborhood in Alpharetta, for example, I've seen moms coming up to me saying, hey, you know, I've been wanting to diversify my kids' bookshelves. I just don't know where to start, how, you know, et cetera. With this, it's so easy. I can just go to this park and then grab it and then share it with my family. And some of them said it creates, it sparks conversations that we never dared to have before about racial mm -hmm. justice, et cetera. So yeah, we, yeah. we kind of love it. And it grew from there. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, yeah. So f when you guys drop this off in the free libraries um, around town, do like, are they allowed to just take it home with them? Like, do they have to return it or do they have to replace it with another book? Yeah, so the concept of Little Free Library is actually, you know, it's a little library that is like for the community where people can put books um, and then anyone can take it. But the idea is to trade, you know, like once you put a book in, you can take one. And once you're done reading it, you want the community to kind of take part in it. So that's how you, um, the whole idea of Read for Unity. So what we, I mean, for Little Free Library, but what we kind of just did, we diversified that book, like the, the library itself. And we went to different communities to make sure that we have author and children are being represented of their color, their culture. And I think that was like the thing that we, me and Yeni was talking about early on. We listed all the things that are so important to us, you know, like we would like our heart just heavy for and we felt called to. And this is kind of something that, hey, this is going to happen. And Yeni was like, Sarah, I got this idea. And then we kind of ping pong it from there. And so the whole idea is just kind of like borrowing books, but returning it for mm -hmm. others to kind of use it too. But you can keep it, of course, you know, so yeah. Yeah, we mark our books with mostly our stamp and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, and a lot of times um, we've seen people kind of tag us on Instagram and say, oh, uh, you know, this one is going to my cousin next or something like that, you know, so it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it was on our system, like you said, you know, it's not like it's, it's not a real library system where you have to like scan a QR yeah. code or anything like it. it's just a complete honor system mm -hmm. yeah at first we wanted to kind of have like some kind of idea to that like how we can kind of see the book travels mm -hmm. but we were like you know what we have to kind of 
let this go. Let it grow on its own. Let it yep. like the community base that we wanted to see or the organic growth, you know? So mm-hmm. it was really cool to see. That's awesome. You, you're like putting the faith back into people, like, you know, right. like we trust that you guys will take we care hope. of this yeah. right. And they're like, what's the catch? Like, where do you want me to right. put the money? You know, yeah. um, that's awesome. What, what event started, like actually started like the first event like yes we're gonna do it like let's like there's no better time than now to do it like what was the event that like started this whole project to drop when it dropped last summer definitely I think and Tara you can correct me if I'm wrong definitely we were we both uh decided to pull the trigger after um you know all the heightened um you know injustices that we've seen with you know uh Brianna George it's just we felt we felt like that's just uh, you know we can't wait any longer and again this is not not at all to claim that we're going to be the savior of it all not at all we but we think that we want to be that one person you know you know that can show the community that if we act within uh, you know uh what we can do within Mm -hmm. ourselves with our talent with our gifts with a small amount of money whatever it is you know we hope to encourage others to also act in their own way. It doesn't have to be this, you know, what we do, you know, uh, in Mm -hmm. the business world, uh, you know, um, and a lot of our family and friends, especially in our South Asian, Southeast Asian communities, you know, the idea of philanthropy, the idea of, you know, um, I guess, uh, you know, putting others first and things like that to some are still very new. So we're, we're kind of happy to be able to at least, uh, nudge and encourage uh, some of that you know um, I guess uh, spirit so yeah mm-hmm. no I totally agree with you I mean I, I remember was telling like we had coffee a few times even before this whole conversation even started like we just kind of check up on each other you know once in a while because I know like Yeni I mean she inspired me in the Indonesian community and you guys know that and um, and so I was just like we were ping-ponging ideas and then it was just like one thing and then we're talking about it we're like hey this is kind of like I think this is timing you know like how can we rally around a community and like this this movement like the Black Lives Matter it's it always matters to us because we have friends of of every kind of culture you know but how can we take a step further to let our community know that hey we're totally here for you all the way too you know Mm -hmm. and so I think having the the timing of it and it was just like I was like okay I mean if anything this is an organic thing we should do it now you know right so what did you guys reach out to first when you're like all right we're gonna do it like who do we call how do we make it happen who did you guys go to well to be honest uh Sarah and I were talking about um you know kind of like who we wanted to call first in terms of outside of our friends and families. We, we started with our friends and families. So literally I'd be calling my mama up like, okay, mom, <laughs> if you got a little bit of, from that tithing money or whatever we needed, we, we have. <laughs> because I'm t- some tithing this way, all right? <laughs> yeah, but we, you know, and, and my brothers, both my brothers and my sister came through uh, you know, to, to, and a, a friend of mine, actually a very good friend of mine from Australia was the first uh, book donator. <laughs> so he bought a bunch of, uh, you know, our, our list from, from our 
Amazon list and he was our first donator, believe it or not. Um, and so I, I'm going to put that on a little plaque and send it to him one day. But yeah, uh, he was my high school friend. But uh, yeah, I rallied kind of like friends and families, but also organizationally, uh, I've been volunteering with Refuge Coffee in Clarkston for a long time, like for five years, Nate and I, my son and I, uh, you know, we've been volunteering in two different ways, you know, um, him with uh, tutoring and me with their events. So I actually reached out to the founder of Refuge Coffee, Kitty Murray, uh, and uh, oh. kind of, you know, um, pitched the idea to her saying that we wanted to uh, stand up our first ever Read for Unity slash uh, Refuge Coffee community library in their location because they are a perfect one. The reason why they're perfect are two reasons. One is they're the, uh, Clarkston is the most diverse square mile in America. A uh, hundred plus nationality, 60 plus languages, nothing like it in America. And it's only wow. in the most diverse square mile in America. I, I did my research. Uh, I could my see that. There. Yeah. Yes. And then uh, it was mind blowing just how diverse that community is. But, um, you know, with that diversity comes, again, the economic necessities, you know, so uh, children are, uh, went to mostly go to Title I schools, which are underfunded. So books are just a luxury, uh, a crazy luxury. Believe it or not, a lot of them don't have one at all at home. Too. That is insane. Like, I mean, when she told me that, because Yanni did a lot of like the re research. And mm -hmm. when she told me that, I was like, what? you know, but flabbergasted, right? It's uh -huh. like, yeah, they, they only read anything that is, you know, loaned from school, but they can't afford to go to no Barnes and Noble and be like, okay, I'm just going to pick this up, you know, right. we take that for granted. But uh, anyway, so that community library, uh, the, the Refuge Coffee was the first and she was not only welcoming the idea, but she was just so amazing about, you know, so receptive and so grateful that we were, you know, because of our library now, it's been a few months, uh, we open in both their locations, downtown Atlanta, serving the African-American community and the uh, Clarkston, Georgia. And that those two libraries have been used and overused all the time. But you wouldn't believe how much the community take care of it. Like I went, um, my, my doctor is actually based in Clarkston and he's like, Yanni, I mean, we have just uh, been rallying the community to have read alouds with, with with the books and things like that and we we wipe them down covid wise you know and then we return it it was amazing to hear those stories but yeah those those folks folks were our anchor partner that's awesome how many books have you guys collected so far yeah so new books so because we are uh sarah and i were thinking about it too right sarah when we're talking yeah. about it okay are we gonna mess with used books and things like that and the answer is probably not and the reason why is we wanted that first experience you know you know how like when you open a new page it's kind of like that smell I don't smell know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> you know yes, like, that's so I want the recipients to feel yeah. that way uh but I wanted to give a shout out to to one of our sponsors because they they sent amazing uh use diverse books as well but 1600 yeah. uh I think as of today, I think it's close to 1,800 uh, wow. 1, new books. Wow. Uh, and those are no jokes because those new books, a lot of them, uh, probably 30% of them, we purchased from local, not local, sorry, independent BIPOC authors who are unagented. And that's another part of our mission is to elevate their stories because their stories are so untold and the big 
publishers won't pick them up, but you wouldn't believe how beautiful these stories are, right? Yeah. A, a, a dad wrote a book with his seven-year-old, you know, about a pirate princess. I mean, who wouldn't want to pick that up? But they don't get picked up. So we want to elevate that. So we part of the donations we receive, we purchase as much as we can uh, books from these folks. Uh, but but we have to be honorable. We don't want to be another, you know, um, the the Amazon of the world who probably give them only 10%. So we purchase them in a fair, uh, you know, amount. That's amount. why it is quite expensive. So yeah. uh, we almost purchased them as a retail, to be honest. To be honest, I mean, they gave us a little bit of a discount. So the 1600, uh, 1800 is a huge number when you look at, uh, you know, how much we pay for each book. Mm-hmm. Now, another 1500 actually were donated uh, used books by Better World Books, amazing um, for-profit, uh, but also social enterprise uh, online booksellers. They tried their best to send us the best quality. So on the used books, we continue to distribute them to little free libraries. On the new books, we distribute them to uh, our partners, such as mm-hmm. schools, teachers, you know, refuge coffee, and our own libraries, etc. Mm-hmm. So over thirty. That means eighteen plus sixteen. So that's like yeah, is a lot of books. Yeah, wow. and we wow. often update them on our website too. So mm-hmm. we try to keep count and uh, let our follower know. You know, like this is the impact that they've done. Um, Yes, and our followers absolutely love Sarah's website. Our website is amazing because of uh, Sarah's hand there. It's amazing. Okay, Okay, Sarah, I see you. Mm. Trust me. (laughs) Now I know if I'm like, when I have a business and I need somebody to help me with my (laughs) website, I'm going to call Sarah. Okay, please do. Please. I need. I'm gonna need help with the logo. I'm gonna call Sarah. That's right. I humbly say, please do. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so you, it's like for, read for unity. They do they have their own like free library standing somewhere? So the two are in the uh, Refuge Coffee, uh, both locations in Clarkston and Refuge Coffee in uh, Sweet Auburn, which is right in the uh, historic site of Atlanta. Uh, amazing area and um, why I'm super proud to announce this fall we haven't actually announced it um, you know um, properly just because uh, you hear it first guys I know hey you hear it here first yes (laughs) but our um, my alma mater (laughs) Georgia Southern University go Eagles uh, have just uh, picked us up as their main partner for diversity and inclusion so we're gonna stand up several of our little free libraries on campus and off campus around Statesboro. And as you know, South Georgia is in huge need of these types of books. And for, for my alma mater, Georgia Southern University to, to you know, to trust us and, uh, you know, to be their partner in this, to, to be their sole partner in, in this literacy uh, initiative was just mind blowing. They just uh, provided us with the grant so we are, we are planning on it. And then there's going to be uh, our quote unquote grand opening in August. So stay tuned. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my that's, God. So that's amazing. Yes. yes. We hope to be able to, uh, you know, uh, leverage the grant to, uh, I think, share over probably 5,000 books, um, you know, just in, in, in that side that of town alone. Mm-hmm. Who built these 
little libraries because they're so cute. They are so cute. <laughs> um, well, they are a nonprofit online. Um, and we, so basically they started this, like providing these um, little house for books. Um, and so basically we just kind of paint it, right? See, like we, we kind of do our own painting and we, we would like to use artists that are like more local and um, kind of support one another in that sense, you know, but yeah, they're the one who provides. So we would just raise money and we will purchase the Litter Free Library from, from Little Free Library. LitterFreeLibrary.org. Yeah. Yep. And by um, buying from them, uh, we support their work, you know, it yeah. is a bit costly. So a lot of uh, organizations chose to actually build it themselves because littlefreelibrary.org also provide a free diagram to for us to just go to Home Depot and do it ourselves. Build it, yeah. But for us, we, we prefer, at least initially for now, uh, to purchase it directly from them so that we can also, uh, you know, support, support. their work. Mm-hmm. Now, they have a new initiative called Read in Color, so in light of uh, all of the grassroots movements that you know people like us have been doing, they are now moved to actually make radical changes uh, in the organization by mm-hmm. being more inclusive in their practices as well. So this Read in Color program by a Little Free Library basically encourage all the stewards, stewards are folks who bought these things like us, you know, uh, to diversify their, their bookshelves, right? So, uh, and then they're actually uh, in discussion with us right now to make us also uh, their uh, read in color partner. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not, again, it's not, it's still in the early stage of discussions, but we hope that it's gonna come to fruition uh, and we're gonna uh, update you on what it looks like. But yeah, mm. it's so exciting. That's yeah. so great. How many, how many um, different free libraries do you guys distribute the books to do you know Mm -hmm. yeah so uh we don't kind of track it in excel file or anything but uh we do know that uh i i think total in atlanta i would say close to um probably close to 100 so far right wow yeah i mean not like um not because atlanta has probably gosh five there's too many yeah, so many. too many. And so sometimes we would just have books in our car and we'll see little there free libraries go. driving here and there. And we're yep. like, we check out the um, the books and see, hey, maybe we could add this in, you know? There you go. Um, so we try to be even, even though that's not our first priority, I feel like as a community, I think that is kind of like playing our part, you know? And exactly. so um, it's I just agree. cool to see, like, we don't keep tally because like no. sometimes we would just no. walk in a new park and we see them and we're like, okay, hey, we found this. And so right. the next time we come around, we'll bring you more books, you know? Exactly. Um, so it, yeah, we try not to make it like a number thing just yet. Mm-hmm. Like even with the free liter- libraries, because we want to have the community to kind of come around it. So, yeah. And I think it's good that Sarah and I live in the completely different areas so we mm-hmm. can cover different areas as well. So, you know. And, and sometimes in my area, in the northern suburb, uh, like I go to Cumming, you know, uh, the, far, the furthest north uh, I go. One time I went uh, near the outlet and uh, it was not for, the, for that. But then every time I go somewhere, I would look in their littlefreelibrary.org. There's a map, uh, you know, it's like, oh, these libraries are around you. So yeah. I, I just pick one. And so my okay. husband has been driving me around to this place. <laughs> okay. And one time I saw uh, kind of like a farmer. Uh, was you know kind of like 
what, what are you doing? And I'm like, oh yeah, I'm dropping these books and things like that. And believe it or not, he picked up one, one of the books, uh, you know, about, um, I think it's about uh, one of the, uh, Catherine Johnson, which is like uh, uh, the first, you know, uh, black mathematicians and things like that. So it was like, she was, he was like, I didn't even know, you know, about this person, right? I mean, he's like mm-hmm. 70 and he picked it up. He's like, I'm going to read it. <laughs> it's Aww. like, oh, yeah. that's so cute. That's um, awesome. I want to, that's actually, that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, is there a way for us to know? Cause I, now I live in Woodstock. So mm-hmm. I want to know like if there are free libraries around here that I can, you know, because, and I also wanted to ask that you guys have an Amazon wish list, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw that the directions, it says that it'll ship right to you but is there any way that it can sh- ship to us so that we can drop it off in or like around our area and also yeah. still have your stamp on there no absolutely so uh usually our uh supporters who want to use our amazon wish list just as a list meaning so that they know uh what to purchase uh, you can just uh, type in, you know, the in the search box. So you don't need to go through our Amazon wishlist. Like you can just use it as a guide, right? Say if you find five books that you wanted to drop off in your next, uh, you know, uh, to your friends or to your little free libraries, then you can just basically uh, put uh, the titles, right? And then um, if you'd like, you know, we can even send you uh, um, some of our stickers, you know what I mean? Uh, if, if, if you plan to be our volunteer, <laughs> uh, yeah. we can send you some stickers, you know, to put on the books uh, before, yeah. before you drop them off. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Good to know. Yes. Yeah. So basically like the, the one that we, we put in the litter free library though, we do stamp them. Mm-hmm. So the we one that right, we, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We do. Yeah. And uh, like, I have uh, some volunteers, like for example, in different states, like uh, a couple of my friends in Texas, for example, and things like that. So uh, instead of stamp, we do we do send them like little stickers, and sometimes they they even just kind of print them off. I mean, we give them the logo or something like that, uh, just to make sure that you know uh, it you know it it comes from us, it comes from our volunteers. You know what I mean? Things like that. Yeah. But we love it if anyone uh, would be willing to you know well, kind of get on the movement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yesterday I went into the Amazon wish list and I got oh, a few cool. books and I ordered a few books. And it said, because it, it asked, yeah, I'm like, oh my God, these are so cool. Um, but I, I had an option to send it like, cause I, I added to my cart right from your wish list. Sure. So it asked me whether I wanted to send it to me or it oh. has your thing, you know, it has sure. your thing as well. Your address, really well, cool. not your address, but your name on there. Sure. Um, yeah. So, I mean, now that I know I can like, mm-hmm. you know, do some more and like, spread it out around this area yeah. thank you we appreciate yeah. it so much. Yeah. and we also sometimes have uh some book uh fair where we can um also allow our volunteers to get in at a you know uh, a really cool volunteer pricing you know uh like mm-hmm. what we call a book bundles or like a book bulk and things like that uh so the next one is actually may 8th at the uh clarkston uh refuge coffee it's fun because Sarah is also going to be there with Christelle Yard and we have makers, artisans, you know, food, fun and things like that. And, uh, you know, we we usually try to raise um, more money through these types of uh, pop ups because these type of pop ups allow us to be in the community. And actually, these are the ones who get us more supporters because we actually um 
they actually can touch the books and they actually can see us, you know, the people behind the books and ask questions and how they can be involved. So these pop-up, these regional, uh, not regional, seasonal pop-ups are the ones that we also rely on heavily in terms mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, uh, trying to gain uh, more support, uh, not just financially, but also, um, you know, for the movement itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like word of mouth. and Word of mouth is sure. important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Mm-hmm. The best marketing. Yes. Yeah. Still to date. I know. <laughs> with, even with all these technologies. Right. <laughs> exactly. Okay. So what are some of the adversities that you guys go through in this journey together? I know there's some. Yeah. <laughs> one, <laughs> one is money. <laughs> so funding is always, That's the, end, always the problem, course. right? You ask any nonprofit or any businesses to be honest. Yeah, uh, it's always a thing. We've been actually very fortunate, to be honest. We've been so blessed of all the support. I mean, we couldn't have, if you ask us last July, whether we could have, uh, you know, uh, shared 1,800 books, uh, brand new books, we would say you're crazy. (laughs) We would have said you're crazy. We would be laughing and be like, We would be laughing. (laughs) I think we, we, I think, I I don't know. I wrote it down. Sarah got me this journal. Um, so I wrote it down. I think like uh, my, uh, the, the thing I wrote down, the number I wrote down was around, I would say f- maybe 400, I think by December 31st, that was the one yeah. I wrote down. So we blew it out of the water. So that said, we will still say that funding is the number one, uh, you know, impediment just because we have, uh, so on our website, for example, we have a book request, um, kind of tab where teachers from title one schools, you know, any daycare worker, who whoever that needs these books and then they can't financially are able to request it for us. And yeah. every month we're sending these books and every month we have to say no to a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's how much the need is because they're like, we are, some of the stories are heartbreaking. They're like, oh, uh, you know, we're, uh, we're daycare centers specifically for uh, those kids whose parents are incarcerated, for example, yeah. and things yeah. like that. So uh, we wish, you know, our wish is that every time we receive those, uh, you know, requests, the next day we can just like, here you go. There's a hundred books for you, right? So far, then we have to use lottery system, et cetera. So yeah. funding is the number one thing. But that being said, um, you know, the, I think the, the next impediment would also be for us to stay within our mission, right? Uh, focusing specifically moving, especially on our year two and moving forward, we hope to carry more of those books specifically from that niche of BIPOC authors who are unagented, who work for themselves. So far, the reason why we couldn't uh, do it all, we couldn't support um, only those is because of funding. For example, if I uh, purchase, um, you know, from our wholesalers, right, who give us a, our deep nonprofit discount for our book fairs, uh, the books that we got from those are the published ones. Uh, mm-hmm. And we can get them much cheaper than if we were to purchase directly from these authors, right? But sometimes we need it because we need it on, in volume in order for us to donate more books. Mm-hmm. And um, when we tell our partners we wanted to donate 100 books, we will never you know, donate less than what we tell them to, that, mm-hmm. we, would, we, that we would. So we, we keep our promise at all times. But that would mean that sometimes we have to get it directly from Scholastic or, you know, the, the big folks like that. We want to kind of not stay away from that. We want it to kind of stir more into 
you know, uh, donations that are coming in, we purchase directly from the authors. Um, we cannot claim that yet as of now <laughs> because of funding. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> are there yeah. adversities other than funding? Well, time. <laughs> Why, Sarah? I was just about to say that. I was like, you know, if we can have a little bit more time, that'd be awesome. Because like we both have full-time jobs. Like, yes, and we obviously like have family and different like ventures that we enjoy doing and all that stuff, yes. you know. But I guess like if we all can get a little bit more time, that'd be great. But that's also another thing that we would love to do in regards to like moving forwards, right? We really want to rally community and we really want to, like schools and even teachers and stuff like that um to kind of like tag team and we we do call them um champions and so yep. we definitely always need more champions so that's right yeah and we are and, and i think you nail in the head sarah i mean champions are probably one of the most important things for us to be able to scale yeah, yeah. so we wouldn't be able to grow anymore if we don't have these champions who are saying yeah. who, who are willing to say oh you know what i can do this in my area you know yeah involved somehow mm -hmm. yeah I mean we almost like well we we made it through but that's also through the help of a few of our friends um absolutely within, you know because we don't have that much time in our yes. hands so mm -hmm. oh that's so cool yeah okay, then. okay I'm, I'm like thinking I'm like mm, I got a little bit of time maybe I can do yeah. that <laughs> that's right yes girl well mm. I got Michiko to read one of the books that was recommended by you guys it was yeah. um let me check my president of the fifth yes! grade. Yes. Okay, I tag you. Okay, you remember uh -huh. the president yeah. of the whole fifth grade. Fifth, whole fifth grade. The yes. whole fifth grade by <laughs> Sherry Winston. That girl's gonna be a boss. And she and you know Michiko is in um fourth grade and she's uh -huh. going to fifth grade next year. Oh, and wow. just the cover of the book, like she was like, this girl looks like me, and she actually exactly. has the actual um dress that kind of looks like the girl that is on the covers and her face her hair is just like Michiko's right the the right color brown as she as she you know stated yeah. she's Aww. like she's the right color brown she's like me she's the right color yeah. brown. <laughs> I, I mean that it. is why representation so matters right like exactly. I related to like a Disney princess Mulan when I was growing right. up I was like None of these princes look like me. Oh, wait, there's Mulan, you know. Exactly. But that was like back old days. Yeah. You're right. I mean, that's why, it, yeah. you know, the Michiko example Same is powers. just the perfect example. On how, yeah. How that's so cute. And she <laughs> she can relate a lot to the main character, Brianna. Mm -hmm. And she always like, oh. She's like, that would be something I would say. <laughs> Brianna's kind of snarky in the book. You know, she's very smart. Mm -hmm. And I always tell Michigan, I was like, man, all this back talking better be making me money one day. Okay. You better, right. be a, <laughs> better be a lawyer, public defendant, something. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> yep. She's just grooming she herself. Right now. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not worried about her. <laughs> yeah. No, no. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. So we asked this question to everyone pretty much on the show. Mm -hmm. So how spiritual is this journey to you guys? And how does this journey reflect in your own personal life? Oh, that's such a great question. Harry, <laughs> you want me to go first? <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think um, how spiritual, I, mean, I think it's very spiritual, right? I think to me, um, 
I don't know, like, uh, I, I, I feel like this is exactly how I picture, uh, sort of like, um, uh, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus. So this is how I picture, I think the whole thing should be, you know, it, it's simple, but, uh, it's all about love. It's all about welcoming period. There is no and buts about it, right? I think this journey is really for me proving that time and time again, that, you know, you can, uh, you know, obviously, you know, uh, I'm more on the hippie world peace kind of <laughs> side of folks. So that's just me. I mean, it, you know, if you can't tell already, <laughs> but, um, but, but though, Uh, this journey is actually proving that 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 it is possible that you know what I mean that there there is a power of uh, in uh, you know in in uh, I guess uh, unity and love unity yeah. and love yes and and uh, and the way it can really unite folks in the way that uh, a lot of other um, you know initiative may not be able to you know holistically. So uh, this has been more spiritual than I could even imagine, you know. And in my personal life, I think it, uh, yeah, it confirms, you know, I think what I believed all along, right? That uh, for the most part, you know, um, uh, people are, are good and changes can be done from the ground up. You know, I think yeah. a lot of times I, I never really can believe what the power of me is, right? But now I, I, I can, you know, because I've experienced it for the past year. Mm-hmm. I mean, for me, it's definitely a spiritual journey, but I also wanted to challenge myself in a way where, you know, like, how do I inspire people to do good, even without the spiritual part, right? And I feel like yes. that is the simplest way to kind of love the community. And that's, that's how we even create this four markers to remind us the importance of like why we do what we do, right? It's like the literacy, the diversity, the creativity and unity. And based on what we believe in, like I also believe in Jesus and therefore from that faith kind of grows this, like the literacy part, like for us to understand and understand a thing or to even educate ourselves, we have to be able to read and write. And that touches like based literally every the word literally right I said it too much (laughs) but like literally literally it literally takes like yeah literacy um but it's like any age it hits any age and diversity is like I do believe that is from every range like every nation every tribe you know and so and the creativity it just doesn't stop there and I feel like spiritual uh, like our spiritual journey is what inspire creativity right and inspire the love that is like within us to kind of share and be the light around us and I feel like yeah this journey has been just maybe even a small part of that and um, we wanted to just challenge people everyone around us too that it doesn't have to be a spiritual thing to do good too right it can be just a small act of even the little gesture so Um, I think that was, yeah. So I guess it is a spiritual journey to begin with. Yeah, I think it's a lot spiritual because I feel like even the impact that you guys are are making in the people's lives, those families that would have never had those conversations before certain books mm-hmm. and the fact that they are able. And I feel like that is a change in their vibration and their way of thinking. And I think that's very spiritual. So I think the impact that you are making is very spiritual to me looking at it, you know, even, even not talking about like the religious aspect, like the God mm-hmm. aspect of it. I think that 
God is in everything. The fact that these creators, these authors, when they're connecting these stories and trying to put the thoughts together in words, in writings or in pictures. I love comic books, right? right? Grew up reading mangas. And I feel like these pictures, these words, they take us to another dimension to someone else's reality like can we relate to these situations how can we relate if we don't relate Um, so I do think that it's so beautiful it's very it's very spiritual to me it's there's like God in everything in everything that you guys do the fact that you are connecting people together you are bringing the better in people like oh I do want to do this for my community if it wasn't for this they wouldn't be able to have that space for it so I love what you say about the like the story part because I feel like at the end of the day even though we're all Indonesian we all have different walks different stories different thing and I think like having representation and stories being told their part and I think that's where not only sympathy but relation right like where the the thread of like humanity is and so I think that is that is the most beautiful thing yeah absolutely I agree <laughs> okay, so for someone who wants to start a similar movement like what you guys are doing what are some of the connection that you suggest they have like I know you were volunteering at the coffee house and you know you had that um plug but for someone who doesn't have that experience where do you suggest that they go to be able to you know make this manifest for them yeah no uh, I think that's a great question and uh, I think the key is that uh, you always have communities around you uh, it doesn't for example for me that is my plug right that that happened to be uh, one of the main ways for me to uh, get in into this whole thing um, to find partnerships. But I do believe that uh, even in your own um, ways, uh, whether or not you have volunteered before, even if you have not, there's always that uh, small communities, tribes around you that if you pitch this idea and uh, they see, you know, they see your genuine uh, intention, right? I believe that for the most part, they're probably going to say, okay, how can I, you know, be a part of it, even if it's not? Because, for example, uh, like I have a a friend who is an accountant, right? And, uh, you know, he's like, well, you know, I've never been in this space ever, you know? Um, You know, I I just give my money usually to charities and things like that, you know? And then now, um, you know, he's like, oh, now I find through through you guys, you know, ways uh, for me to get involved in, in the community, through my time, for example. So he now uh, provides workshop, for example, for for a tax workshop for uh, youngsters, etc. Right. So mm-hmm. he doesn't he didn't have that initially, right? But um, you know, through this genuine intention, I think the genuine intention is the number one thing, right? Why are you doing it? You got to know your why first, I think, before you even find that connection. Once you know your why. Those connections, are, it's going to be like those ink that is like uh, invisible. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, you know, I'm like, oh, I can talk to this person. I can talk to that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, and even if you, you know, tap into any local nonprofit, for example, if you are um, thinking of doing um, uh, some type of nonprofit or some type of uh, movements, right? There's always a, an existing organizations around you 
who are just so willing to provide you with all the knowledge uh, that they, they have, all the connections. So I wouldn't worry about the connection part, to be honest mm. with you. Uh, the, to, I think the trickiest part is your why, because if you lose sight of that, then it does not matter what the connections you have, you yeah. will, you will kind of dwindle down and, 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 you know, you, uh, you can, you know, um, lose motivation really quickly on these types of projects, especially if you see it as a reactive thing. Like I know, I know what we, uh, you know, there's a couple of folks that was like, oh, maybe you guys started because, you know, you were reactive to the whole, mm-hmm. you know, Black Lives Matter thing. But we would but absolutely, that's not, because, yeah. because that was our why long mm-hmm. before, right? We, yeah. we already knew our why. So um, even if, let's just I say, uh, unity uh, doesn't grow beyond this, right? Uh, we can sleep at night knowing that, um we manifest, you know, what we know uh, we have to do, right? And yeah. whether or not it grows to the next level and the next level, um, you know, we're going to let it organically. So I don't know yeah. if that answers the question in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, yeah I would say I like, yeah, that. keep the conversation going before making any movement yet. But like, you know, you talk about it with the right people too, right? You talk yeah. about it and you just never know where the conversation goes because when Yanni was saying, hey, this is the idea, we've talked about it and stuff like that. And I remember when she said litter free library and I was like, the mm-hmm. answer is yes for me because years ago moving to this neighborhood, I, I found litter library here and I was just like, so in awe of the, like the cuteness of the litter library, you know? It's and so I wanted cute. to like, and I wanted to like build my own and stuff like that, but it, it's it, it, like ha- not having your own property in the area, it's a little bit more complicated too, because you would have to build it in someone else's property and stuff like that. So that was like the big uh, like pause for me. But then when Yenny was like, hey, this is kind of like one of my ideas. And I was like, that's where I kind of tag team with her right away. And we we're like, Bye. hey, this is our heartbeat. Like we're, it's very like in the same page, you know? And exactly. so I, I would say that like before, like before moving like creating anything you Mm -hmm. do have to have like that connection just talk about it and you'll see the obvious connection because you'll see like wait this is what I've been thinking years ago or whatever and someone talked about it like hey let's do it together and so I think that's where if we want to like doing like on a you know team team based kind of thing right Mm -hmm. the first time I've ever seen a free library I think I was still living in Washington, honestly. Uh-huh. We were doing like, it, and we were actually hiking somewhere. And in like one part of the trail, there was like, at first I thought it was like a birdhouse. Right. Because yeah. it was, you know, like it, it was like pretty big. So I was like, oh, yeah. like, is this for a bird? And then when I like got closer, it said like, take one. And right. when I saw it, I was like, oh my God, this is such a cute idea. Yeah. Right, and then when I yeah. moved back here, I like saw it when I was at the Everywhere. Greenway and yeah. when I was, you know, right. like, yeah, like it's like in a, like so many different parks. Yeah. Um, the kids is, love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Michiko has one at her school. Right. And then uh, we go to <clears throat> downtown Roswell and the historic Roswell right across from where I used to work from the mill. Um, right. in, the, in like that gazebo in downtown Roswell or yeah. historic Roswell. Uh-huh. They found they found that and um Michiko took, no um downtown Newtown B yeah Newtown yeah but Newtown has one too oh Newtown does yeah you're yeah, right you're right every time they go over there yeah. uh Moriah does too and they like that um 
they have like a little notepad and a pen uh-huh. and you could write a message write a message yeah, yeah. And, and and it was it was the first time that we discovered it it was around the time this whole black lives matter thing so yeah a lot of the messages was you know surrounding that message and Michiko wrote down black is beautiful I was like oh it is, it so, is. who is she <laughs> yeah. oh. I mean I did sound like the biggest litter free library in Boston yeah. though I was like walking mm-hmm. in the city and it was humongous but people were like you're able to get books for free you know so I was like I wow yeah it's amazing so it doesn't have to be litter but we're gonna start with yeah <laughs> <laughs> um is the is read for unity local in Atlanta only for right now and if it is do you guys plan to expand nationally and internationally yeah no I love this question I think uh we while we did start in Atlanta and we thought we were going to be local for a while but uh as luck would have it and or as the community support um would have it uh, basically, yes, we're expanding in South Georgia, as I told you before, with the Georgia Southern project, and that's a huge project. And hopefully, once that project uh, really um, comes to fruition uh, this fall, and after we, we're doing this as a pilot, as a testing, uh, because we're going to involve, uh, so we're going to create our first student champion uh, at Georgia Southern through um, uh, a few affinity groups. Uh, Black Student Union, you know, Asian American uh, Association, et cetera, within Georgia Southern. We're going to kind of mm-hmm. work together to create our Read for Unity Georgia Southern champion, um, champion, I guess, program. Once we have that and hopefully a year or so, then maybe in 2022, we start to uh, expand to Georgia Southern's other locations. So they have probably four other big campuses, Savannah, Hinesville, mm-hmm. a couple of others, uh, Dublin, and those are going to be uh, more standardized, you know. So we're we're trying to make sure that this pilot comes through successfully. So Sarah's going to help us with the branding. <laughs> so um, so at least uh, we we have a bit of a champion kit, so to speak, that we can just uh, let folks have it whenever they want to volunteer uh, with us as a champion, um, especially in university settings, so that. Um, they have uh, a standardized processes at least. And we're not trying to kind of, uh, again, focus on the micromanaging of it all, but we wanted to make sure that they're on brand, that, that our, our message and our mission uh, are the ones who can come through, even though uh, through, through, their, through them carrying our missions, right? Uh, locally, you know, where they are. So that's really exciting. So our first student group that we're working with this summer, they're extremely excited. Uh, we're actually getting their input as to how they think we should run this program in universities because, you know, we're not the expert. They are. I mean, they're the, the student leaders of the university. So we're leaning heavily on them. Uh, and uh, Georgia Southern is nice enough to make sure that we uh, have all the resources, you know, to, to collaborate. So that's going to be, I think, pretty big. So what we hope in five years is that we can take it to other schools nationally. Uh, you know, um, and we wanted to, so actually I'm in the very, very, again, early, you hear it uh, here first kind of thing, early stage of talking to, you know, um, uh, some HBCUs. Um, I think it's important. So uh, I'm going to be in DC this fall. I'm hoping to talk to Howard, you know, and a couple of other uh, universities there. So 
please, uh, you know, um, send us good vibes so that, you know, uh, the expansion plans <laughs> really uh, come through for, you know, because I think the more uh, we can grow organically, uh, the more communities we can serve, uh, but then we, we don't have to be so centralized. I think that's the key, right? This is the, hard, the hurdle for us is how to, how can we involve the communities um, you know, without number one, burning us out, right? Number two, um, without us always being in the front line. We want new leaders to kind of emerge out of this. Mm -hmm. So is that what the program is? Is that the outcome of the program to create these, like pretty much a copy of what mm -hmm. you, a copy of you and paste it mm -hmm. to someone else? Okay. Exactly. I think that's the program. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and again, uh, the program can look differently for, for example, universities yeah, and it different. can look differently for high schools, for example. And the reason why we start with universities is I think they're in the verge of that uh, real life leadership, right? So we want to cultivate these leaders who later on are uh, able to um, also bring about change in, in a real way. Some of these folks are going to be, like you said, policymakers, you know, lawyers, you know, et cetera. So we wanted to catch them there. So originally, Sarah and I were mulling over whether or not it, it's best to start earlier, like in high school. But we think that for the, the purpose that we're trying to cultivate, I think college age, like undergrad, would be the best uh, for us to cultivate them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So do you guys have a like volunteer process right now? Uh, <laughs> no, I know that is such All a tricky right. question because we are working on it. Uh, we are because we also don't have like a like a particular program where people mm -hmm. volunteers would like certain role or certain part that they can do just yet. We are still in the work of that, but yeah. oftentimes, you know, when we do market, we do would love um, you know some volunteers if people if, you know that are interested in volunteering and be a little bit like more involved. Um, yeah. We will definitely try to find a place for that. Exactly. But I, so speaking right? of that, yeah, no, but uh, Sarah, I think you hit that uh, because part of our plans is to create this, um, again, the champions kits for the markets specifically. Mm -hmm. The reason why we mentioned the markets is earlier. Uh, it's important for us to be in the community. But uh, Sarah and I can't be there every market. We have, okay. we have had to turn down so many, right? Yeah. Because we, we, we don't have anybody else to help us out in the markets. And by markets, I mean meeting the community. Yes, obviously, you know, sell, running the book sale, but that's a small part of it, right? Running the book sale is 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 not the 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 main outcome. Yes, but it's not one. It's not the only one. So mainly, we want uh, our uh, volunteers to kind of be our extension of love in the community uh, and kind of just let people know. And even you know, during the book sale, what we call it a book sale, uh, we. Oftentimes, uh, when we spark conversations and then the, the person who is about to buy the book say, oh, yeah, I'm actually a teacher in a very uh, low funded school and things like that. I ended up giving away the books. Right. And yeah. things like that. So that's uh, the money part is not the goal. It's not that we wanted to be in as many markets as possible to make money. Uh, it is important for us to raise that fund, obviously, for us to be able to continue. But we want uh, that community aspect is important. That's the reason why it's tricky to uh, find volunteers for these because obviously these volunteers have to have the heart, you know, um, to yeah. do this. It's not like, oh, I'm just on a two-hour shift selling books. So that's completely different, you know? Yeah. yeah. I was just going to say like my, my, where, my, where I work, we have like 
volunteer programs too. Like we have, actually we have time for community service is what it is. So, and then we, we have one of our, like one of our members that she has something, it's called Dignify a Diva and she collects um, like stuff for women, you know, like um, for like their menstrual cycle and all of that, you know, like, right. The kits. Right. Mm -hmm. So I was like, maybe I can, pitch this to somebody in my like you know in my company yeah, that's to awesome. like yeah to do volunteer you know there's yeah. a lot of young people in your company yeah, yeah. exactly and if we have enough yeah. young people right uh, right now we're working on ref with refuge coffee because they also have their volunteer rosters mm-hmm. but we would love for corporates to actually get involved because with corporates right uh to your point we have uh you know um successful adults who are already in the business world you know uh, who can be a role model, even as simple as doing a, a read aloud at Refuge. We wanted to, we, we're thinking again, we haven't been able to do it because of manpower. Well, Sarah and I have been thinking of having, uh, you know, regular read alouds after COVID, right? Uh, Refuge is such a, a community-based space, you know? So we wanted to have a, a kind of like a Saturday program where, you know, once a month we do read aloud and we help uh, with reading disabilities and things like that. And uh, a lot of uh, the volunteers would be in that role. And it doesn't have to have special skills other than reading, to be honest, right. and passion, right? Right. So, you know, things like that. I mean, uh, those, those would be the most perfect type of volunteering for us besides the book fair, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a wonderful idea. I yeah. know. <laughs> and now that you, yeah. you have the senior position at it, you can, you know, <laughs> I okay. know right? play your position yes. card. Yeah. Right? We solidified that. You're moving like, up. Yeah. Thank you. She really yeah. is. To the just, east side. Just a, just a couple steps. Just a couple <laughs> steps, you know? Hey. Little the couple baby steps, steps is what it takes. You're right. You're right. You're right. Um, Okay. So before we let you go, can you please let our listeners and followers know how to support you guys? Oh, that's easy. Okay. So uh, the (laughs) easiest way again to support us is to make a tax deductible donation. Well, because we are, uh, we just became a legit 501c3. Uh, in February. So it was very recent, but we are, we're so proud of it because it was a long process. Um, and so uh, if, you know, www.readforunity.com forward slash give is the best way. And, um, and to quantify this, uh, we're actually able to translate $5 into one brand new book. So uh, folks, that's why folks love that quantification because they're like, okay, if I donate 10 bucks, what does it mean, right? It means two brand new books. Um, that's a good uh, deal. It's, a, it's, it's an amazing deal. And then we also um, would love again to see y'all at markets, follow us on Instagram at Read for Unity. Uh, we're also now on Facebook at the same Read for Unity um, um, address. And I think if you follow us, you will see um, the campaigns that we're working on, for example, uh, this year, at least until uh, the whole year, actually, well, our campaign is uh, called hashtag books for heroes. So what it means is that we all of the books that we receive, uh, other than the small portion that we will continue to dedicate to little free libraries and our own libraries, we want to give it specifically to teachers, only teachers from Title I schools. So we just sent this week, we just sent 30 to a teachers in um, California around Oak- Oakland area. 
who absolutely desperately needs uh, books for uh, with AAPI representation, for example. So mm-hmm. we were able to the generosity of folks. We were able to send them 30, mostly hardcover. Uh, wow. Yes. And, I'm a sucker know, for hardcovers. That's right. Hardcover books. Now, again, uh, paperbacks are the ones that uh, we donate heavily to uh, schools that needs, um, I guess, uh, similar books for many children. Just those are easier. Yeah. But whenever we can, we always try to uh, donate hardcover. And all the books in the market, uh, the, uh, the book sale in the marketplace uh, that we're doing, um, upcoming one is May 8th in uh, um, uh, Refuge Clarkston. Uh, those are the ones we also need folks to come out and help uh, and kind of just, you know, purchase these books for your own libraries at home. Uh, they're only 10 bucks, amazing hardcover books for, for 10 bucks. I mean, if you can see the books on, on Instagram, it's amazing. Uh, you wouldn't be able to get them probably for 10 bucks anywhere else. But with each of the purchase, we're actually donating one brand new paperback. So everything you do for us has that element of give back. So you, you buy one, you give one, you know, things like that. Yeah. So website, uh, Instagram, and come to our markets for now. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, volunteer, if you sign up on our website, um, you know, um, to receive our non-spammy uh, email, we will let you know and uh, you can ask us for volunteer opportunities, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah, as well. Mm-hmm. It's read for unity with the number four, right? Number oh, yes. Yeah, sorry. Read for yeah. unity with the number four. Mm-hmm. And all of our uh, social media designations are that. And then the email is also read for unity uh, with number four at gmail.com. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, I mean, the, even the simplest way to even support our, you know, our uh, mission is basically if you check out a little free library and you have a little, you know, diverse book you want to put in there, you know, stop by and that's right. That library. So. And then when you drop them off, tag us so we can kind of uh, know who you are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. This was so much yeah. fun and insightful yeah. and inspiring. For oh. sure. Thank for you sure. for letting yeah. us share and thank you for giving us this platform. It's uh, it's so meaningful for us. And knowing that, you know, I mean, so proud of you guys. I mean, it's when so I fun you watching you guys show. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. We've known each other all so long. It's crazy. Yeah. So I love seeing that. We never talked about y'all's backstory, how you and Yenny know. (laughs) Yes. Okay. Oh my gosh. How how long ago? It was a long ago. But um, well, for me, it was because I knew Afida, which is we were all in this small youth group together and we kind of know each other. And so I know Yenny is like the big sis there um, for uh-huh. Afina. And so I, I don't know, just hearing a little bit of your story here and there, I was just like, man, this girl's on fire. I need to like, uh-huh. I didn't even like, I was just admiring her from afar. Never did I knew, you know, one day. Yeah. So I actually know Sarah from Fina, from my little sister. Mm-hmm. I know. And, and we were, and I think at some point, you know, uh, I was, uh, I think, co-leading the youth group with, with my other brother, Wilson. So we were kind of just, uh, but at that time, we only knew each other just like that, right? And mm-hmm. Just passing. Like that. But I think as we both grew, uh, I think um, somehow off and on, right, we were kind of uh, just 
every time we got together, I feel like I already knew her, like, you know, from Adam or something like that. I, I know, like, it, you know, it is weird. Like, yeah. So yeah. when you know that you kind of click with people, right? And stuff like that. I don't know. I, I'm sure you, you've, you've experienced stuff like that. Like a but, soul uh, sister. Yeah, like a soul yeah. sister. So I think we have that going on, you know? Yeah, and I, I like, I think we have like family events here and there, like, you know, sure. where like the community comes together and it's just like a fun get together. And then mm-hmm. we would always just like chat and like, I don't know, like our conversation always been like, so not only deep, but it's always like about doing something, you know? So yes. it was just like about, hey, um, Yeni, what, what are you doing currently? And like, you know, what are you up to? And then she would also ask me and we can just like, I don't know, 10 minutes to what seems to like turn into an hour, just like real exactly. quick. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that so we're so lucky to finally be able to actually work together. <laughs> I know, actually <laughs> But I yeah, love seeing these stories like literally it's just been people from our youth group yeah that we've been yeah. interviewing and you guys all like just sprouted in so many direction yeah. and yeah I I was telling Kaka this um last last week I I told her that it's so nice to be able to talk to people that we've known for so long and yes. see their success stories you know like we've known each other when we were babies pretty much and like exactly. not even knowing what we wanted to do with our lives and right. now everybody has gone on, on their different paths but everybody's like successful in their own so way connected. so it's amazing yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. And I think it's powerful. I wanted to give a shout out for you both, you know, because I think it's powerful what you guys are doing. I mean, that mic right there, that big old mic is, <laughs> is, is powerful. It's your, it's, it's your most powerful uh, tool. And I think uh, it's awesome that what's been coming out of it. I, I'm, I couldn't be more proud of you both. Oh, thank yeah. you. Yeah. And for the fact that you guys are sharing that mic with just. Thank us, you. Exactly. You know? so, yes. yeah. 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 I think in the are, are we were not really known so much for this much supporting each other kind of right thing, you know uh the tight-knit uh communities um so we're we're hoping that you all will inspire more you know uh, of folks to pick up that mic to to give seats and voices you know to others uh fellow fellow indonesians to kind of highlight others as well right yeah, yeah. i even want to bring some like people from like Indo to somehow maybe mm-hmm. like one day we'll have like a mostly Indonesian conversations but like we're both so right. like our Indo is so broken we're like <laughs> <laughs> so Girl, bad for me I can only so understand bad. if you right. tell me to speak I'm like mm. <laughs> for me I'm broken in both English yeah. and English. I know <laughs> same I'm broken in both I think like I the older generation is more like on that yeah. spectrum of yeah. it like, like we're more like yeah. in like the middle yeah. <laughs> it's like English is our second language but even our first is like it's not even our first like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah m- my sister see Modi she like every little thing she's like what is that thingy thingy I'm like um oh, use gosh. real words use real words please I don't <laughs> what know what that thingy thingy, thingy, thingy means yeah. <laughs> like my gosh we make I up know. our own words too sometimes. I know, yeah. I'm mean, too. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you guys. I hope y'all enjoyed the rest you, of your weekend. Have a wonderful yes. one. Yeah. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. Y'all Thanks have a good one. For everything. Wow, that was so inspiring. For sure. It's like I learned so much today talking to them. And it just makes me, 
it really motivates me to do more you know for like the mm-hmm. community mm-hmm. and just like for myself like I love their hearts and it makes me want to be more like that you know yeah like just very be a giving. better person yeah like how great would it be to have more people like them in the world for sure we definitely need more people like them in the world again we're definitely super glad that they were able to join us for this episode i'm glad that it finally happened when she when they're on the verge of starting a new project so we were like you know that container where you guys heard the first of what's coming for their organization right so yeah, I'm glad that, that. Was it was so like awesome. divine timing, you know, with For everything. Sure. I was kind of bummed out like when the date didn't work out when we planned it. Mm-hmm. But after the interview, I'm definitely glad that we decided to do it when we decided to do it. Right. Perfect timing. We should at least volunteer once and see what it's like, you know, yeah, like maybe like sure. reading aloud a book yeah, I mean, I'm totally down to do some volunteer work. Yeah, and you should definitely bring that up to whoever is in charge of that stuff with your company, you know, because you For guys sure. have a lot of young people and you guys are all already in the Alpharetta area anyways. Right. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll definitely bring that up. Well, before we let you guys go, as always, every week, we want to send you off with some good juju. So we will be reading you guys some affirmations for the week. Remember that next week is Indo Club week. So we will be discussing the book that we've been reading this month, which is The Joy Luck Club by Amy Tan. Mm-hmm. it's a good book so far I like it yeah it I read it a little bit while I was waiting for my mom while she was getting her nails done earlier mm-hmm. and I have the book but I also bought like the audible or like have uh-huh, audible uh-huh. and I was listening to it while you know reading mm-hmm. and I love it I love isn't it I love isn't doing it the that. best yeah exactly I ended up uh, getting the audible book for that also and I like it I think I've mentioned it in the podcast before that the more senses you use Mm -hmm. while you're receiving a piece of information the more that that information stays within your database Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm, what I mean mm -hmm. yeah Um, like whatever you're smelling I think there's some senses or some some smells that certain smells that you can you can use or utilize while receiving information like smells like essential oils to use while studying or while reading I think Mm. things like that like exist and Mm -hmm. they said they those senses help you retain the information better Mm. so I do like doing that too I do like reading the book looking at the words physically and also listening to the audible at the same time yes plus you know the audible actually like do the accents that yeah you know especially in the joy luck club it 
some of the accents are like this like really thick Chinese accents you know and Audible mm. really delivers that where so like if I was reading the book I mean even though that's kind of fun to try to like use your own imagination like you know thinking how like the accent goes and stuff but mm-hmm. listening to it kind of like cut off that middleman like I don't I don't have to imagine what that's like like they're <laughs> doing it <laughs> I like that yeah so hopefully you guys are reading with us and also don't forget about our peach flakes episode um for next month for the beginning of next month so this month we're we are watching the show the magicians mm-hmm. we are um finishing pretty much like the last season we've watched it up to season four and they just not recently but kind of recently but not fairly recently um put it out on netflix this the fifth season the fifth and final season so we are super excited to discuss that also there's so much gems like dropped in the last season and the fifth season it's just like I think I'm up to episode three or four something like that and just like every episode there's just like been some type of either conspiracy theory or esoteric knowledge or just like out of this world theories kind of thing you know that I've thought about in the past and they just kind of like nonchalantly say out loud I'm like oh wait what did you say (laughs) yeah the fifth uh, the fifth season is so far I'm loving it well good hopefully it doesn't disappoint by the end of the you know season yeah Yeah, by the end of the series (laughs) you know you know who made an appearance in this episode the guy who played Robin Hood in Once Upon a Time. Oh, mm. I love him. His role in this episode. Oh my goodness. Man, did we ever talk about Once Upon a Time? No, we never did. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe we should. Oh, maybe. Yeah. He's a hot potato in this in this season. Maybe Definitely. during Halloween. Yeah. Well, yeah, Anyways. I I would love that to have yeah. once upon a time being talked about for Halloween. Yeah, mm. we should we should do that in October, right? October, yes, yeah. for sure. Okay, well, pencil you guys, <laughs> yeah, pencil on it. <laughs> <clears throat> Don't forget, you guys, to follow us on our social media platform. Our Instagram is at Two Peach Indo Podcast. You can tweet us at Two Peach Indo. And you can also email us at 2 podcast at gmail.com for any shows or book recommendation, any topic you guys want us to talk about, even if you guys just want to say, hey, what's up? You can do that. Feel free to, please. Don't be shy, you guys. <laughs> we don't bite. Ow. <laughs> so... Without further ado, our affirmation for the week 
is I radiate confidence, certainty, and optimism. So going into this week, you guys, be confident in whatever you guys are trying to do. If you guys have some dream or goal that you're trying to get to, you got this. Keep being optimistic. Be certain that you're going to receive all the good blessings coming your way. And we love you so much, grande. So much, grande. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Heal the world and make it a better place for you and for me and the entire human race. There are people dying. If you care enough for the living, let's make a better place for you.